Happy Thursday, everyone. I have a lot to say in a short amount of time to say it, so here I go. First, Some Guy in Austin is back, and we discuss our favorite duets. That's different from a duo. The Judds, duo. Brandy and Monica singing That Boy Is Mine, duet. Also, I have a fun treat for people who love the TV show Friends at the end of the show, so I'm going to take this time to ask you to review the podcast on iTunes and follow me on social media, at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Facebook and Instagram. One last thing, on episode 44, my friend Todd and I talked about the upcoming movies that we wanted to see, and we discussed the likelihood of me going to A Quiet Place. Well, Todd saw it, and he had this to say. Hey, Lindsay and all the I Hate Green Beans listeners. I wanted to give you a quick review of A Quiet Place. I saw it this weekend, and it was all I hoped it would be and more. I laughed. I kind of cried a little bit, and I was puckered up for about 50% of it. It's excellent acting, creative directing, and just an overall great film. Face your fear and go see this movie. You will be glad you did. I promise. So it seems that the thing I need to ask myself is, do I want to be clenched or puckered for an hour? Decisions, decisions. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 48 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast, and after a very long time, I am back with some guy in Austin. Welcome back. How are you? What have you been doing? Where have you been? Um, Well, I can't even begin to tell you that in the time allotted here. I've been extremely busy. I am um, headed to New York again Mm. next week. Uh, Dallas tomorrow, Dallas the week after that. Um, just busy, busy, busy. So this is a welcome respite from my busy schedule, and I appreciate the invite. I've missed coming on, and I'm looking forward to our subject matter today. Yes. How have you been, Lindsay? I'm very excited about this topic because the more I thought about it and the more I researched it, I ended up doing something that I had never done before with the podcast. So this is this is great. I wanted to do duet. A duet is a collaboration mm-hmm. between two independent artists as opposed to two people that exist and perform contemporaneously with one another on a regular basis. Like Dan Plushe, for instance. Right. <laughs> or um, to a lesser extent, Donnie and Marie. Hey now. <laughs> uh, or maybe Martin and Lewis. Yeah. Brooks and Dunn. Although I think you have well, Brooks and Dunn, right? The yeah. Judds, maybe. Hall and Oates. Oh, <laughs> or just Hall. Yeah, Hall um, did a lot. Oates so yeah, so, so we've pur- <laughs> we had purposely excluded. Well, you look, Brooks and Dunn is the Hall and Oates of country music. Let's right. be honest. <laughs> now you got you guys even got a mustache. You can't beat uh, Neon Moon though. No, they're, they were, look, they're a good duo, but uh, yeah. for our purposes here, yeah. we're talking about independent artists coming together and collaborating and making wonderful music together. And I had to explain this to you too. This is what you believe, not what you think the world believes or what you think collectively is this great duet that, no, what you believe. And so the fun part for me is 
which I was alluding to earlier, I went through my iTunes and thought, what are the songs that when they come on, I'm just so excited to hear the duet and I have a part in the duet. You know, I choose one to be (laughs) and sing along and I have my part. (laughs) That's how I chose mine. And it was just a delightful process. Um, I was a little less scientific about it. Um, mine you was took just the five uh, minutes. <laughs> no, I was like, what pops into my head? Yeah. Um, but I, I think we also need to make another important distinction because um, this will significantly shorten my list of favorite duets uh, because of the way we're defining duet. I have to ask you, are songs that feature Pitbull considered duets? <laughs> no. Because that's about 98% of everything recorded. <laughs> In the past three to five years. We can't feature Pitbull. You can't feature Rihanna. We're featuring no one. We're going to have to reschedule this. No, no, no. (laughs) We can't feature anyone. Although I have a feeling for some some reason, I feel like people are going to be very passionate about this topic. And they're going to wonder why we didn't choose blank. Because it's the best song Uh, ever. I agree. Um, now, I will say, though, that I, I think that several um, songs where Pitbull's actually featured mm-hmm. um, may, in a vacuum, constitute a duet. As much as we make fun of that guy, uh, he's a marketing genius. Absolutely. He's gone from selling um, CDs out of the back of his car to, you know, basically popping up. In, With J-Lo. He's everywhere, I guess. <laughs> he's ubiquitous. <laughs> oh, like the Bachelorette Scarves. And That's right. Hey, speaking jeans. of that, before we get started, um, is there a certain picture, maybe a certain event you wanted to discuss, or have you done that already? Oh, yeah. No, I'm saving that story for my newsletter, people. But yes, uh, I met Ari and uh, Lauren. Saints and so. I know. And Lauren, she didn't talk a lot. But I met Ari, and he's good looking in person. He really is. He really no, is. Will, he had on the same blue suit that he wears right. every time. But mm. do you think that's like kind of a limo driver thing, or has he just convinced himself that he doesn't look better in anything else? Yeah, I think it's his uniform. He feels comfortable in that, and just it's easy to not have to think about what to wear. Okay, They're each ahead. a different hue of blueberry. If you look closely, do you think that that's a result <laughs> of the dry cleaning process, or maybe maybe one of them is martinized and one of them isn't? Do you have any idea what martinization, is, by the way? I, I, I would. I think we need to do a podcast on what that is because <laughs> I can't look at something like, for instance, if I went to the dry cleaners and I said I would like this suit martinized, and I picked it up, I would have no way of determining <laughs> if, it were, if it had in fact been martinized or not. And then we're gonna move yeah. on to. <laughs> what are we um, We're not going to talk about dry cleaning or pit bull anymore. We're going to talk about duets. Who is the first duet on your list? And tell me why you love them. Let me just preface this by saying that these are in no particular order. They're just the first things that popped in my head. That tells me that while I don't ever really think about duets, the fact that these Mm -hmm. ones popped in my head are probably the ones that are my favorites. So first one would be Say, 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 Paul McCartney, Michael Jackson. Nice. That's a good one. Why did you pick and, that? Well, the first thing that pops into my head was um, as children, uh, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. And so we didn't have MTV. Um, and my parents also, in order to mask their inability to pay for it, they would also call it trash. <laughs> so <laughs> I never got to watch music videos. But there was a show called Friday Night Videos that had like, you know, a two minute clip of a yeah. three and a half minute video. But I recall this being one of the first music videos 
um, that I ever saw and really liked. Um, so Paul McCartney, obviously a legend, uh, Mm -hmm. although I don't, I don't like wings. I know we're going to make it some pushback. I mm -mm. think wings. Yeah, I agree. I'm a big Beatles fan. Um, and also I was a big MJ fan. So, uh, say, say, say good, fun song, good video. I liked it. All right. That's a decent start to the duet podcast. I'm going to make it better. Oh, prepare yourself for this. My I'm first sitting one, down. You know, 1986 was my year. It was just a good year for me. And, 1986? Uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. And, Did you know the Giants won the Super Bowl that year? I don't care. The Celtics won the NBA championship, and the Mets won the uh, World Series that year. And Peter Cetera recorded with Amy Grant <laughs> that year. Next time I fall in love. Next time. Did you know that it wasn't supposed to be a duet? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Tell us how it happened. I don't know how it happened, but Peter Cetera thought it would sound better as, and he's trying to go off on his own, you know, and he thought it would sound better as a duet. And he thought that Amy Grant would be perfect, but he didn't know if she would want to do that with him because she's contemporary Christian. And uh, but, it just turns out that Amy Grant was ready to cross over into mainstream, and this is what got her there. Did she ever cross over? She did. Don't you remember? Baby, baby. Dun, 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 oh, that dun, was Amy dun, Grant? Dun, dun. I yeah. remember being surprised when she married Vince Gill. Yeah, true. Just because I didn't associate those two acts, and naively I think maybe country singers should marry just country singers right. and gospel singers <laughs> should marry gospel singers. <laughs> Not really sure how it works, but then look, Kermit and, and Miss Piggy got married. <laughs> and speaking of great duets, all right. Um, I mean, I can't even pick between the Kermit and Miss Piggy catalog of yeah, duets. I think they're duo though. I would I would pair them together. <laughs> Kermit had a good independent career by himself he long did. before she. You know what else weirds me out about a Kermit and Miss Piggy duet mm-hmm. is I just pictured like Jim Henson and Frank Oz, grown men in some studio somewhere singing those songs to each other. I mean, do you think they actually had the puppets no. on their hands? No. I don't know. You gotta be, I'd have no. to be in character. Uh-uh. They didn't. <laughs> we need to look into that. There's gotta be a YouTube <laughs> video. <not. laughs> Alright, am I next? And say we did. Yes, you go. Okay. Um, one of my favorite duets uh, couples of all time, they recorded a lot, but George Jones and Tammy mm-hmm. Wynette mm-hmm. Um, recorded uh, a song called We're Gonna Hold On which is uh, one of my favorite country songs. And I picked them as one of that. Uh, that is one of my favorite duets. What is that song about? I don't know. I think in light <laughs> of his, his um, unbridled alcoholism and right. her unbridled enabling, uh, I think it's they about were staying married. married. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were um, married. And they had a um, very tumultuous relationship. They lived out in East Texas, um, a little South of where Hallsville is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, uh, they got in a fight one night and he wanted to go to the liquor store and she took his car keys and she threw them in the yard and he couldn't find them. Mm-hmm. And a couple hours later, he was busted by the uh, highway patrol <laughs> driving down the highway in a riding lawnmower mm-hmm. ski between his legs. <laughs> so, um, I believe that that song reflects some of that angst. 
<laughs> you do what you got to do, man. You do what you got to do. You just need yeah. a little gasoline and you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it maybe a little slower than his Camaro <laughs> was driving, but uh, it got into the liquor store and halfway back. <laughs> oh, George. I'm going to keep with the country theme and do my second one, which is Johnny and June Cash singing Jackson. See, I'm going to have to disagree with you because that, to me, is one of the most annoying songs I've ever heard in my life. Mm, I love it. I think it's quite a clap along and a sing along. That's what's beautiful about our friendship. We can disagree <laughs> as to the level of uh, annoyance that June Carter Cash creates. Can you sing the first can... line of the song? Um, no, I just know we're going to. Oh, we, we got a. What is it? We got a we something. Got I can't. It'll hit me. What is it? We got married. We got married on a something or other, and then uh, we're going to Jackson. <laughs> we got married in a fever. Hotter than a pepper sprout. We got married in a fever. Hotter than a pepper sprout. We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. I'm going to Jackson. I'm going. I'm in Uh, lyrics. Well, there's really no question as to what that means, right? Right. Do you know what Jackson is? Where Jackson is? In Mississippi. Close. Everybody ah. thinks that, but it's the Tennessee. Oh, Jackson. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. And apparently that was like irritating for the person who wrote it. No, it's not Mississippi. It's Tennessee. And everybody's going, well, sorry, but Whatever that makes more sense. Right, rolled over in his grave. <laughs> oh, okay. You go. All right. Um, we, we're going to be uh, mired in country here for a second, but I, I've got Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn. Oh. After the fire is gone. Yep. I like that one. Um, I was a big Conway, or I'm a big Conway Twitty fan. Um, I'm a, a big fan, especially of his hair. <laughs> and if you recall <laughs> this Grand Ole Opry performance, he has on a royal blue suit mm-hmm. with a yellow kerchief on his neck. Nice. Yes. And she's got some kind of similar matching coal miner's daughter dress. Mm. Um, now, like many people think that they were an item. Were they? I think there's got to be chemistry if you're if you're doing a duo. It, I remember thinking they're married, and I remember my dad saying, no, they're not. They recorded like nine number one duets together. And um, so they, they, I think they had this one after the fire's gone. It was one of their first, and they mm-hmm. made a bunch of money on it. And I think they decided that was a good yeah. thing, and whoever writing those songs kept writing them. Yeah. So, do they are they Louisiana woman, Mississippi man? Uh, I believe they did that mm-hmm. one. They did um, a lot of his um, uh, solo songs. Like I think they did um, uh, "Slow Hand" and things like that. Oh. That you know, <laughs> well, it's a couple of those. It's but, so uh, funny how sultry and sexy his songs are, and he <laughs> is just not. One I would label that way. Well, we look at like Ed Sheeran. I mean, you look at that guy and you're like, wow. And then you listen to his songs and it's a completely different image in your head. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? Good for it them. It is. All right, next. Okay. This is going to be so great, too. Mine is Endless Love oh, by Diana gosh. and Lionel Richie. I knew Diana that was coming. and Lionel Richie. Ah. Gosh. Do you remember the movie? That, that was the title Nobody song. remembers the movie. <laughs> oh, I do. It was Brooke Shields, right? And some other guy. It, it was pretty much. Song. Well, it was pretty much um, 
the movie? What was the one where she was um, stranded on the island with uh, Christopher Atkins? Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. So Endless Love was pretty much Blue Lagoon in the city. Aha. Uh-huh. It was this forbidden kind of love situation, and they weren't you know, allowed mm. to be together. But they were going to be together no matter what. That's right. The movie did not do so hot, but the song did. It was yeah. great. And there's a, a part in Friends... I always have to take it back to friends where Chandler is singing the song because he's sad about his breakup and Phoebe comes in and they sing it together. And it's really funny and I'll include a clip on the show notes. It's great. I watched a uh, half an episode of that the other night because I was curious as to how I would feel about it uh-huh. many years later. I didn't think it was as funny. Well, what season were you watching? I don't know. It was just, it was in Was since Rachel's hair long or short? <laughs> I think it was long. Then you're in the later years. I don't believe that was their best work. Um, Who did you relate to? um, I like Joey. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I'm a little neurotic sometimes like Chandler was. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd never really liked Ross. I thought he was whiny. Yeah. Let's go back to the duet. Who's your duet? All right. Speaking of, speaking of now, I want, I want your opinion if these two were romantically involved. Okay. Um, It's hard to tell. Um, to All the Girls We Loved Before by <laughs> Willie Nelson and Julio Iglesias. <laughs> yes. To all the girls I once caressed Then may I say I've had the best For helping me to grow I owe a lot I know To all the girls I've loved before That was a good one. I remember my mother thought he was the most beautiful thing ever, Julio. Everybody thought he was the most beautiful thing. And his, you know, uh, what's his face? His son, Enrique's not a bad looking dude. He's not. He's not. And do you think Julio's still living off the royalties of this song? Well, apparently. Heard from him again, did we? Well, no, but here's the deal, though. And and I'll tell you that every Latin person in the world has a Julio Iglesias record, apparently. Mm Uh, and you know that song broke him out here. I don't. I don't know if anybody went rushing to the store to buy his collection, but um, it made him a household name. I know who he is. But uh, no, that was one. And the reason I picked that one is because it was sort of the first crossover, yeah. you know, country album or country record that I remember. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's weird. And right. then uh, you know, it's it's easy to like that song, so I right. like that one. And it's different when you're talking about Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney because they're in the same vein. All right, so what's your next one? My next one is one of my favorites, too. It's one I will sing in my car, and I can sing both parts. It's the Mm -hmm. 1993 classic, Does He Love You, by Reba McIntyre and Linda Davis. Does he love you? Does he love you? Like he loves me. Like he loves me. Best duet ever. Uh, I, I think we need to step outside the country music genre for fear of losing some of our <laughs> listeners. And I'm going to go with a universal favorite. Are you ready? Yes. Summer Lovin' mm-hmm. by Olivia Newton-John, John Travolta. Very good. Grease soundtrack. Can't go wrong. Now, 
Did you really think, even when you were a child watching your first um, episode, or your first episode, your first run of Grease as a movie in, I believe, 1978 was when that came out. Mm-hmm. Did you really believe that Olivia Newton-John was in high school? Oh, I didn't believe any of them were in high school. <laughs> Rizzo looked like my mom. Yeah, I know. R- Rizzo looked like um, you know one of the guidance counselors yeah. or something. <laughs> The, the only one who really looked like she could be in high school was Patty Simcox. But I think that that was just sort of a a, uh, a Montrose effect, you know, in, sure. in light of all of the other ones around. She just looked younger to me. Is that your favorite song from the Grease soundtrack? Um, you know, I think it is. I, I like Stranded at the Drive-In, though, mm-hmm. um, you know, from from an, from an emotional standpoint that kind of tugs at my heartstrings. I feel sorry for Danny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that um, I will take everything I just said about that song back the next time I'm subjected to it in a karaoke bar. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work dance. in that I circumstance. Mean, it's, it's like 1999, you know, Prince's song. They should just at some point just prohibit anyone Mm-mm. from getting up on the microphone and screaming that Mm-mm. song. Uh, no, thank you. Or American Pie, because that lasts 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. That should be banned. Who in the world would think that was a good idea? Oh, I've heard. Because it's the person who wants to be on stage and sing in front of everybody. Uh, So they pick the longest one. That's, I mean, there should, you should be able to sing whatever you want on a karaoke machine, in my opinion. It should be like the gong show, right? You should. Yes. But, But I would like to sing, if I had the chance, my next one which is From This Moment by Shania Twain and Brian White. And if I could get a dude to sing it with me like Brian White does, man. Who's Brian White? Brian White is a country music singer that is basically known for singing with Shania Twain a song called From This Moment On. (laughs) He was like buddies with Mutt Lang back Mm -hmm, in the day, and mm -hmm. he'd been begging him for years. Mm -hmm. From this moment... Life has begun From this moment You are the one Right beside you Is where I belong From this moment on Regardless of her ridiculous onstage outfits, um, I think that... um, she is a decent person. She quit her music job when her parents got mm-hmm, sick mm-hmm. and she went back to raise her brothers and stuff before she got famous. So she's got a good story. And um, yeah, I like that song. I'll give that. I mean, that's not one that I would download, but um, yes, it I'll is. give you credit. Because there's that moment, that crescendo where the, it, everything swells and she's up there and he's up there and it's just beautiful, perfect harmony. I'd like to point out that all my songs are about love. Um, so far. Well, mm-hmm. If you were going to throw Except a rock at any Jackson. duet, it would probably be. Well, no, that's about love. We got yeah, married. Kind of sad love. Oh, Does okay. he love you? That's like <laughs> sad love. <laughs> so, speaking of love songs, I've got another one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Under Pressure by David Bowie and Freddie Mercury. <laughs> and Vanilla Ice. No, 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 no. Now, see, it was stolen allegedly. <laughs> By Vanilla Ice, the hook was stolen by Vanilla Ice. But now David Bowie and Freddie Mercury were both at the pinnacles of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, both were, you know, these hermaphrodite kind of, you know, androgynous type of guys that were, you know, had these kind of glam careers going at the time. 
And uh, I think that that holds up. That's a great song. I think mm-hmm. the vocal from both of those is amazing. Um, here's what I like about it. I'm going to get a little, um, little artsy on you. So David Bowie clearly didn't have the range or the voice of Freddie Mercury. Right. And so I think the vocal in that is just, it's really well done. I mean, Bowie stays within his range. Mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury does his thing and it just works. And as you mentioned, the hook of that song, the dun 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 But you know what annoys me about that? What? Now, I am, uh, I think Queen is one of the greatest bands of all time. Um, it is certainly one of the greatest rock bands of all time. And I really like them. One of the first albums I got as a present, uh, as a child was Queen's greatest hits. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to it all the time. And that led me other albums and stuff. And so I'm a big fan. Every time I'm in the car and I hear that hook, it goes through my head. Is this under pressure by mm-hmm. Queen and David Bowie? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to hear vanilla ice in 10 seconds? Now, granted, either one like, would be great. Well, right, but but here's the thing: you hear the hook, and you got to make a commitment. You got to go mm-hmm. one way or the other because you're not emotionally prepared for both of them. For the it's extreme, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna he's either gonna rock the mic like a vandal, right? <laughs> Whatever that means, or you're gonna get. You don't know what that means? Let's ask no, Pitbull. Listen, to the point, to the point, to the point I'm making. <laughs> I really like the original song, and I'm a little resentful that A, it got stolen, and B, that I like the ripoff. Um, so, anyway. Do some more lyrics from My Size Baby. That's funny. Rolling in my 5.0 with my rag top down so my hair can blow. <laughs> And I can't, you know, I spent a lot of time in Miami, too. I cannot, literally, I cannot go to South Beach without hearing in my head, A1A, Beachfront Avenue. Beachfront like, Avenue. Mm-hmm. You, were, you see girls who are hot wearing less than bikinis? Um, yeah. Driving Lamborghinis? Something Lamborghinis. <laughs> Jealous because I'm out getting mine. Shade with the blade J- and vanilla J- with the J- nine. I thought it was J with the fade and vanilla with the nine. Oh, I thought someone... <laughs> I thought one of them had a blade because it's a weapon. And the other one had a nine because isn't that a gun? I guess you're right. I don't know. You're thinking hairstyles? Yeah. He's got, he's got. I'm going to get us back on track real quick, but I'm going to fold Bachelor into it. Look at what I'm doing here. This clearly isn't one of my favorites, but I thought we'd do a nod because you and I do Bachelor podcasts together. Up Where We Belong. Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warrens. How do you feel about that? 1982. Officer and a Gentleman. That is great. I was going to say, officer and gentleman, um, even though I have this disdain sort of for Richard Gere, mm-hmm. I do like several of his movies, and that was one of them. And I remember watching that for the first time and actually being moved by that. Mm-hmm. And then when uh, uh, he comes in at the end into the plant and he takes Deborah mm-hmm. Winger away, mm-hmm. I was moved at that moment too. Ooh, movement. Um, this was Jake Pavelka's theme song, right? I know how you yes. like him. Please don't remind me that. It was it him or Andy Baldwin? Andy oh, Baldwin wait. Was in, You're right. It was Andy Baldwin yeah, on the wings pretty much of Jake love. Jake is the Navy uniform. No, he's not. No, yes, no, no. It's the same thing. No, no, no. Pavelka's way worse. Did, did, but his uh, was on the wings of love. Okay, so whenever they sang it, they had to drag Joe Cocker into the studio because he didn't know 
who Jennifer was. He who is she? He is she? Is she married to Brian White? <laughs> <laughs> She's Brian White's mother. <laughs> Uh, something like that, and so he's kind of irritated. And then he the, was pretty famous back in the I day. know. Yeah, I think that's why he was like, "Who?" And then they—it wasn't supposed to be a duet anyway, but they ended up making it a duet. And then oh, and she didn't want. And so then they get in there, and they feel pretty good about it because they said this sounds good. So they play it to the producers of the movie, and they say, "Uh-uh, this is awful." But it was too late to do anything about it. It went on to win every major award in 1982, yeah, no, including no, yeah. Academy Awards and Golden Globes and wow. Grammy. And you, I mean, there, there's so many stories like that. Like, you know the story that um, Patsy Cline hated crazy and didn't want to record it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that. It's, it's always the stuff that they're, you're uh, um, iffy about that turns out the best, I think, because uh, you probably just are kind of unconscious when you're doing it, right? Mm-hmm. You just... You just right, you just yeah, you just do it because you're thinking I have nothing to lose. This is ridiculous, and yeah. it ends up great. Do you have one more? I do have one more, um, and it's sort of an album recommendation. But the song is Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett, <laughs> "Cheek to Cheek." Now listen, you're laughing at this. I know it's and good. I, it's so good. But when I listen, when I first saw, because I'm a big like I, I'm a big crooner guy. Like I love Tony Bennett. I love Frank Sinatra. I love even Buble. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know Michael Buble. I like um, Dean Martin a lot. And I do. I, I legitimately regularly listen to that stuff. And so uh, when Tony Bennett recorded an album with Lady Gaga, who by the way can sing. Yeah, she can. Um, but the whole performance art thing with the meat dress and all that it's just ridiculous to me and so i really don't kind of really don't pay attention to her and by the way do you know how lady gaga orders her steak how raw 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 i got another lady lady gaga joke do you know how you wake up lady gaga how you poke her face (laughs) (laughs) all right anywho um so i'm a big tony bennett fan he's like 105 right Right. it's a big concern when mm-hmm. I saw this album was, man, the guy's old. He's gotten talked into one of these, you know, final project things and, you know, it's just going to suck. But I got to tell you, man, if you listen to that album, it is really well done. And she's, I, I, I totally changed my mind about her. She's really a good musician and she's got a great voice and they go, they go together really well. I would highly recommend that album to anybody. It's, it's a good album. When we're out together, dancing cheek to cheek. We've gone from, you know, say, say, say to <laughs> contemporary stuff. But I, I highly recommend that album. But Cheek to Cheek is the first song, and that's the title track, and it's really good. Awesome. I'm going to have to check that out. I know she can sing, though. I heard her sing um, Sound of Music tribute for Julie Andrews, and I thought Julie Andrews was just going to, her jaw was going to fall to the floor. She couldn't believe Isn't Lady that sad? Gaga sounded. Isn't that anymore? I know. Julie- I know. That's the height of irony. Julie Andrews can't sing anymore. Sound of music. Sound of music. (laughs) My last one is, I think, a no-brainer. Kenny and Dolly, Islands in the Stream. Of course. That's the one I was mentioning earlier. Yep. Islands in the Stream. That is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? Sail away with me to another world.
written by the Bee Gees, which I think yes. is awesome. I love that. And it was um, a number one country duet of all time. I will also tell you, I think the Bee Gees are one of the most underrated bands of all mm-hmm. time. Um, the, the Saturday Night Fever stuff, um, while it's you know great and all that, um, it totally eclipsed everything else. I know. And if you look at their earlier albums, um, great work. I mean, they're great harmonies, and they're mm-hmm. all really like legit good musicians, mm-hmm. and sucked into. <laughs> I know, disco. They just got sucked into the disco, which is great. But also, mm, I'm I'm looking at the top 40 biggest duets of all time on Billboard magazine. You're cheating. No, no, no. I've pulled up 15. I'm going to do 15 down to number one. Oh, okay. And I can there see. Are, I'm sure some of these have got to be on there, so, right? Some of them you mentioned. Yes, absolutely. But I'm going to say the name, and then you're going to sing a little part of it. Okay. Sure. 15 is Empire State of Mind, Jay-Z, and Alicia Keys. Um, the only thing I know is where, where the bass line comes in and he says something about New York. And I, the other thing I will tell you about that, that song. That was pitiful. You're supposed I to go, know it, in but the New first, York. Yeah, but the first time I heard that song, I thought, wow, she's got a really pretty voice. And then Jay-Z jumps all over yeah. the track. And I, thought, Man. I listened to um, her version. I don't. I don't oh. listen to the JV. I just listen to the Alicia Keys version. So I don't, I try Everybody, not to put your lighter in the air. <laughs> I try not to listen to anything Jay Z does because he doesn't need any more money. No, sure. That, yeah, let's not. Right. Let's not give to Sorry his to children. Yeah. On that one. We don't want. I, the, I feel... We don't want the twins to go to to college. So let's not do that. Sure. Okay. I don't know this one. Fourteen promiscuous Nelly Furtado and Timberland. I want you on my team. So does everybody else. I love that song. I don't understand what you, you have to sing it. You can't say it. I can't say it. I'm promiscuous girl, something you, you're teasing me. And then she jumps in. Roses are red and violets are blue, something. Huh. And then uh, um, they do this kind of back and forth thing where he's kind of courting her when she's being coy. Who's and promiscuous? Then, um, well, nobody's promiscuous. but oh, um, and they want them to be. That's right. Yeah. Is so. she the... Um, I'm like a bird. It's her fly like a bird. Fly and, like um, a bird. Something, no. something, something, rough, 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 that song, you know? No. Okay. <laughs> I like Nelly Furtado. Number 13. This is the one that I was thinking could be disco. Uh, well, no, it's not. Reunited by Peaches and Herb. Peaches and Herb. Reunited because we feel so good. He was weird looking. Um, oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of Ashford and Simpson. What was their song? They reminded me of Peaches and Herb. Hmm. Number 12, anyway. Separate Lives, Phil Collins and Marilyn Martin. I know it if I heard it, but I, I can't know. say it. I'm trying to think of it right now, too. Does anyone, has anyone ever thought Phil Collins is sexy, though? He looks like Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, he does, and probably not, but he's a talented guy, too. He is oh, so without talented. a doubt. Great songwriter. Um, I'm not a big Genesis guy. I don't like Genesis, but I think his solo work is much better. But anyway. Yeah. Let me hit you with number 11. So good. I can't wait. On My Own by Patti LaBelle and Michael McDonald. On My Own. I thought um, she was was a perfect choice for that song. I never understood Michael McDonald. We can't understand what he's saying. That's why I'm singing her part right now. He sounds like he has a mouthful of cotton at all times. It was so good. I mean, Doobie Brothers. He was with Doobie Brothers and he had a huge career. Huge. I like Michael McDonald. Love him. Number 10. 
Don't go breaking my heart. Kiki D and Elton John. Nice. Um, did Kiki D ever do anything after that song? She rode did she marry that shut up. She rode that wave from nineteen seventy six until right now. Don't go yeah. breaking my heart. I won't go breaking your heart. I won't go break. Uh number nine, Islands in the Stream. Good. Uh, we know that one. Number eight, Baby Boy, Beyonce and Sean Paul. I couldn't Baby tell boy, you. you stay on my Don't know it. Something like that. Baby boy, you stay on Don't my know it. <laughs> Who's uh, Sean Paul? Does he have any songs? I bet he's somebody else now, like P. Diddy or Puff Daddy or Sean Paul. You know, it's all he's the same person. Featured. He's probably featured somewhere. Sure. Um, My Boo, Usher and Alicia Keys. Don't know that one either. Don't either. Um, I'm <laughs> Real by Jennifer Lopez and Ja Rule. Don't know that one either. I do. It's hard to sing. Uh, Dilemma by Nelly and Kelly Rowland. <laughs> the hell have I been in the last 20 years? I, I don't know. even know. And I by know. the way, Kelly Rowland recorded a gospel album right after um, Destiny's Child broke up. Mm-hmm. And that's another must have too. Really? Um, yeah. I'm not Kelly Rowland. Who the other? Michelle. Not Kelly oh. Rowland. Michelle, what's her name? Um, Michelle Williams, is that her last name? I don't the, know. The third member of... Uh, I just of, know uh, Kelly and B. No, no, no. By the, by the Michelle, whatever her name is, recorded a gospel album. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's better than anything that Destiny's Child ever did. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, number four, Ebony and Ivory, Paul and Stevie. That's, right. That's a good That's one. Right. That's the good one. Yes. It's very. Ebony um, made a lot of money. Up did. Did. Paul McCartney was like, just somebody sing with me. That's Ebony and Ivory. Do you know what the significance of yeah. Ebony and Ivory is? It's a the, the piano, and plus it's a metaphor for black and white people. Right. Right, because one's black and one's white. <laughs> My sister told me that because oh, I like didn't East know what Texas ebony. You're no, me? I didn't know what ebony meant. I didn't know that ebony meant black. So I was asking her, well, I don't understand the song "Ebony and Ivory," and so she was saying, "The piano, but also Stevie Wonder's black and Paul McCartney's white, ebony and ivory." And I thought, "Oh my gosh, yeah. that is the coolest thing ever." Side yeah. by side on my piano keyboard, keyboard. Oh, oh, Lord, together. Why don't, why don't we? we? Mm-hmm. We're going on the road. <laughs> Number three, the boy is mine. Brandy and Monica. Now that I know that song, but I couldn't mine. sing it. Brandy is Ray J's sister, right? I don't know. So let me ask that you. That sounds about familiar, this, though. though. So I saw an article. Ray J's the first one. That was a, the Kim Kardashian sex tape, and he is solely single-handedly responsible for launching the Kardashians, which oh. we should probably be mad at him, right? Right, yes. He had the gall to film um, a sex tape with Kim Kardashian, and that's what made her famous. Mm-hmm. And Ray J, my understanding is he's Brandy's younger brother, maybe? Probably and older. So I'm looking, you know, when I go to lunch, I think I told you this, I usually just look at TMZ because I want to zone out and eat my lunch and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And there was an article... I think it was on TMZ about Ray J buying a four hundred thousand uh, dollar Ferrari or something Ooh. for his birthday, and I thought, where the hell does Ray J? On the side. Where does he get his mm-hmm. money? I mean, I don't, I'm not aware of anything that Ray J. I'm sure did. he's. Now, I'm sure he's somehow said you wouldn't be Kardashians, you wouldn't be famous without me, and so they're just sort of tossing money at him. Okay, uh, number, number two, one. number two oh, is number yours. Two. Say, 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 Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Go. See, I got it. You got it. But who got number one? 
That the would number be me. one duet of all time. Yeah. I, you know what? It's probably going to make perfect sense to me, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. It was one of mine. Which which is what? Endless Love, man. That's the number one duet number of all time. Number one duet of all time, according to number Billboard one selling magazine. Duet. Wow. Okay, now I'm going to put you on the spot here. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to see record a duet? Me and Chris Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> you could just sing the lyrics of his Nicholas Sparks book. <laughs> Me and Chris Pine, because he can Chris, sing. Chris Pine can sing? Yeah. That's good for him. I know. What's he? Guardians of the Galaxy? No, no, no. He was in Wonder Woman. Big difference. Oh, and he he was in, oh, yes. So he was like the archaeologist or whatever that she was Star- traveling around. Mm-hmm. He was in Star Trek, Captain Kirk. Ah, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Why do you like Chris Pine? Oh, Chris he's all Pine. Yes, he's all hunky. And his eyes and his hair and back to his eyes and then he um, he's got a little bit of a a snarky sarcasm to him, which I okay. So I'm, I'm googling like. Chris Pine fan club right now. Mm-hmm. Am I the president uh, yet? Try to try to set up. Can you sing? You can sing, right? A little bit. Sure. I mean, we can auto tune you. Yeah. And, uh, all right. As long as I get some kind of producer credit, um, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> I'll hold you close in my arms. I can't resist your charm and love. I'll be a fool for you, I'm sure. You know I don't mind. Love. 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 